You're listening to Dodge Movie Podcast. Your hosts are Christy and Mike Dodge, the founders of Dodge Media Productions. We produce films and podcasts, so this is a podcast about films. Join them as they share their passion for filmmaking. Welcome back, everybody, to the Dodge Movie Podcast. This is episode 93, where we are going to talk about 22 Jump Street that came out in 2014. It is directed by Phil Lord, who also did 21 Jump Street, Brooklyn Nine-Nine's pilot, and a few episodes of Last Man on Earth. He also worked with Christopher Miller. They did Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, and they did the Lego movies. It stars Channing Tatum as Jenko, Jonah Hill as Schmidt, Ice Cube returns as Captain Dixon, Nick Offerman, I believe, also returns as Deputy Chief Hardy, Peter Stormare, Wyatt Russell plays Cook, Amber Stevens West plays Maya, and Jillian Bell plays Mercedes. The DP is Barry Peterson. He also did Game Night, Jumper, and Central Intelligence with The Rock and Kevin Hart. The writer is Michael Bacall, who did the story, and Oren Uriel, who did the screenplay, alongside Rodney Rothman. The synopsis for this film is after making their way through high school twice, Big changes are in store for officers Schmidt and Jenko when they go deep undercover at a local college. But when Jenko meets a kindred spirit on the football team and Schmidt infiltrates the bohemian art major scene, they begin to question their partnership. Now they don't have to crack the case. They have to figure out if they can have a mature relationship. If these two overgrown adolescents can grow from freshmen into real men, college might be the best thing that ever happened for them. That synopsis is longer than the movie. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I should have given a warning, like, buckle in. (laughs) Yeah. Go get some tea or something. All right. Once again, only one option for a tagline. Just one tagline. Sorry, Udo. One of one. (laughs) Here we go. I, I I think it will appease. Okay. They're not 21 anymore. Oh, yes. <laughs> Isn't that a great, like, double meaning? Yes, yes. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, it fits the film. Yeah. Let's just kick us off. I'm looking at my, I have a, one bit of trivia, but it's it's just not that great. So kick us off with your pickup line. Previously on 21 Jump Street, <laughs> which actually supports my theory, because uh-huh. what it's telling the audience is, if you like the other one, you're going to like this one. They're yeah. just the same movie. Yeah. And I feel like this one hit the same tone. Oh, yeah. Part of that is because Nick Offerman's character talks incessantly about just doing the same thing over again. (laughs) It's right there. They hang a lampshade on it. I love it. It, Hey, if it works. It worked. Yeah. Keep going back to the bank. And they even suggest many other works that could happen. Which is great. Yeah. In the end credits. All right. So how about for cinematography? I don't have anything listed. I mean, it looked fine, but I just didn't have anything that like wowed me. Yeah. I had a, a couple of things that, that I made note of. First of all, there's a scene where they're kind of like breaking up at the midpoint. They're in some like warehouse where they're doing frat drinking games. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that they were both backlit by those orange pinkish sodium lights that mm-hmm. street lights which mm-hmm. are common uh, both were backlit and it was odd because street lights tend to be above you but mm-hmm. that's not important right now but i did notice that but they had a couple times where they did a really neat thing so the first time was 
Schmidt was twirling his gun when he was kind of back on like the bike patrol and Jenko was twirling the football and they were walking and and so it was split screen, Schmidt coming from the left, Jenko coming from the right. And then basically when they got to the point, the split screen went away and it was just a, a wide. And they did that another time. And I thought that was really cleverly done. So tip of the cap to, was it Peterson, that fellow's name? That was kind of fun. Yes, Barry Peterson. That's more of an editing thing, don't you think? I mean, well, I guess they would have they to plan to, it. In yeah, the, they'd have to shoot it in a particular way. But yeah, credit also to the editor, to right. the whole filmmakers, whatever you guys, whoever did it, you did a good job. Yeah. So the opening scene is very silly where we watch Jonah Hill try to put on his best gang member attire and oh. attitude. Yeah. And I liked how he, he kept needing quiet to get into character. <laughs> He reminded me of Vince Vaughn when he says, yeah. like, go away, go away. Yeah. I would do it for you. He just kept going, be quiet. I've got to get in character. Be quiet. <laughs> so I also liked that that character because how ridiculous it was that he was dressed like a cholo. So for people who didn't grow up in the area, maybe it doesn't ring true, but it was it was spot on. And, and he, in fact, used a phrase that I remember hearing frequently throughout my teen years. Orale, vato. Man, I heard that a lot. What does it mean? Listen up, buddy. <laughs> Orale, vato. You heard that a lot in in line uh, in and out. Yeah. Y- yes. Uh, I think I only ever heard it on the premises. Of were they talking to you, or were they talking to their buddy? No, everyone. It was just kind of like a, a. I just heard it a lot. A lot. Yeah. Did you hear it at high school? No, I don't think so, unless I said it. <laughs> so this was the thing is. Gosh, I, I was such a problem child, I think. There's probably our rules that are based on me, but <laughs> I would, because I spent a lot of time in a neighborhood with graffiti, uh-huh. I, I learned to do graffiti <laughs> letters. So oh. I'm old enough that we had chalkboards, not whiteboards, but I, I would <laughs> I would graffiti on chalkboards in classrooms <laughs> with like actual- with like, like tags? Yes, gang member <laughs> tags. <laughs> It was hilarious. You probably didn't know what you were like. This is a sign of Satan or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah. neither did anybody else. Right. Well, that, okay. So th- I'm so old that we did really have art back then. Graffiti was people putting their names. Right. It was kind of like dogs peeing on Oh, a so tree. would you put your name or your you Or one copy. of theirs. Yeah. So you like co- I'd okay, see yeah. a guy whose name was, let's say, Snoopy. That was his tag. Yeah. yeah. And I would mimic his artistic flair. And so yes. that teacher would come into their room and they would, you know, Chuko or Snoopy or something would be and like, what the heck is going on here? Bola de queso. Yeah. Oh, that would have been awesome. Maybe that would have been, queso could have been my gang name. <laughs> Order like queso. Oh my God. And then? All right, back we're getting loopy here. Oh yeah. Let's see. So, what did you think of the octopus scene? Because oh, oh I, 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 I love the humor of it, right? Yeah. Do you especially love that the makeup lady had to do for him yeah. the next day on his neck right. the uh, sucker uh, points of contact? Realistic, because that octopus had had him completely smothered. Yeah. He would have been more than just those three. <laughs> But okay, and a brief diversion into actual, this is learning kids. So (laughs) I just learned this recently. So you learned, wait, you learned a new octopus fact recently that you didn't already know. 
Yes, and I forgot to tell you. So this is first for you too. Now. Oh my gosh! You gave me that. So uh, octopodes, when they're startled, they will grab the thing. Oh! But they're not attempting to attack it. What they do is they basically grab onto it to Assess. then rotate around away from the mouth, claws, fangs of and the then, object, and then push off to flee. So they don't just try to run because then you'll bite them. So they basically jump on you and then rotate around to a safe zone. Which is and what this flee. one did because it inked in his mouth. It did. And and then it fled. So they're in that sense the original practitioners of Brazilian Jiu Jitsu because they grapple onto you till uh-huh. they get to a, around to the back mount where it's safe and then they disengage. They're very smart. <laughs> so that was consistent octopus behavior, even though it was a little aggressive. Normally, octopodes like to just hide. Yeah, this one, obviously, I actually watched the uh, behind the scenes to see kind of, because I think I looked down at my laptop, and so I didn't see how the octopus got on him. But apparently it just launched out of the tank at him, and right. they wouldn't have done that, correct? No, yeah, an octopus they wouldn't have They would have gone and hid, maybe. In this case, it was obviously a plastic fake octopus, which is nice, because they, I, I don't think they can join SAG, so they wouldn't have got paid scale. Right. But I think someone just threw it on. I think it was more of a puppet, though, because then later it like it walks. We see it like kind of walk away behind a box or a crate. Not so much out of the water, but in the water, octopodes can run. No, I know. But I'm saying I don't think they I'm yes. Anding you that I don't think it was a real one. But I'm just saying I don't think it was just a plastic. I was giving a bonus fact. Just tell him to refer back to the My Octopus Teacher episode of the podcast. Right. I don't know if we covered running there, too, but please refer back to the My Octopus Teacher episode of the podcast and go watch it if you haven't already. Yes. And if you need any octopus videos, Mike can Yeah, I can hook you up. (laughs) What's your favorite channel to follow on Instagram? Octopus Nation is probably the best octopus Videos. We're going to get him a few, couple more listeners. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> or, or follows. Okay, yeah. Every single octopus, like, marine biologist out there, you better listen to this podcast. It should be your favorite movie podcast. It should, because we are pro-octopus. We are octopus forward. Yes. Let's see. I loved how... At when they were talking to Nick Offerman, how they were so, like, I don't know, meta or on the nose. They were just like, <laughs> nobody wanted a reboot. <laughs> yeah. I love how the, they refer to it as a reboot. <laughs> the whole conversation. <laughs> right. And then Nick just does hit that scowl. Mm-hmm. Right. That was great. His, his best it. Ron Swanson. Yeah. Let's see. What did you think of Jonah's slam poetry? Uh I I wondered when I was watching it this time and I got confirmation in the trivia that he was calling back to So I Married an Ex-Murderer. No way! Yeah, they said that uh, there's a, a thing in there where Mike Myers had done where he draws out the girl's name in too many syllables and Jonah does that. It's a callback. Oh, how so, fun! And we've done both movies now. Yes. I think I really like this Lord and Miller guys because their sense of humor is aligning very much with mine. Yeah. I watched a couple. I, I, I told you off off mic. I watched a couple like behind the scenes and interviews with them. And I was so surprised how quickly they kind of launched on because they basically they were doing Clone High on MTV. I vaguely remember seeing advertisements for it, but I never watched that. 
But then they got Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. And then from that, they got the Lego movie. And then from that, they got 21 Jump Street. And then from that, they got Last Man on Earth. Oh, a series. Yeah. Yeah. And so these guys are, I wonder what they've done since. I didn't look that up, but yeah, we should go look. they're hot. All right. I loved the gag as they were walking out of the bathroom and they both try to go through the doorway at the same time. <laughs> and so it's that Stooges gag kind of, you right. know, like it's just stuff like that. I don't know. It doesn't ever get old. I enjoyed that. What other writing things did you like? There is some really good jokes that I thought were surprising. I didn't see coming, but I like how Jenko is taking human sexuality and he's studying and he says to Schmidt, did you know I used gay slurs in high school? And Schmidt says, yeah, at me. (laughs) And I thought that was a good bit. But some of the best jokes came from the Mercedes character played by Jillian Bell. And she just had one after the other as she insults Jonah Hill's Schmidt character every time she sees him. Yeah, there was some fun trivia for that. She always made fun of his age and said how old he looked. <laughs> and she'd say like, oh, you're so 30. And she was 30 at the time. And <laughs> like they had all this trivia about her and making all of those right. jokes. Yeah, I enjoyed that too. And they hung lampshades on stuff Everything. everywhere. <laughs> but I liked how they, they talked about the the meat cute sandwich yes right yes. but also in the style of dodgeball another movie we've reviewed the football announcers were kind of a little bit reminded me of gary cole and jason bateman yeah in dodgeball yeah who were will forte who we later right they were working they were getting ready to work with in last man on earth and rich eisen mm-hmm. famous espn commentator mm-hmm. so but then there was also some just kind of ridiculous stuff like where the football players kept referring to the annals of football history, (laughs) which is a little bit of a joke on football players not being that bright, but you know, okay, it's a little sketchy there, guys. (laughs) Uh, They did better work. That's not their best, I guess. There were three different times. I remember they mentioned in the trivia that they kind of did stuff like that. Right. But like the, speaking of uh, hanging a, a lampshade on it, the tattoo... At one point, they said, well, it's the Plainview Red Herrings. And it was a red herring. I mean, I just, I I like that. I like that silliness. So what did you think of the sculpture garden and the testicle statue that they plowed through? Well, I wouldn't have believed it was true, but I read that there's a similar looking statue in Tulane. Yeah, which is where they filmed it. Yeah. Okay. So I have a little bit of collegiate statue trivia. Okay, please. Right. So there were many pieces of of sculpture on the campuses, the five college campuses. And this is a a famous story that almost ended on one of them. So uh, just for the listeners, what are the five colleges? It's the Claremont Colleges down in Claremont. So Harvey Mudd was uh, where I matriculated, but also they have Pitzer and Pomona and Scripps and Claremont McKenna, which used to be Claremont Men's College. But then somebody forced them to admit women. So they had to find a guy with an M for a name that they could keep the letterhead. But anyway, so there is a student who shall remain nameless, although if he somehow is listening to this, he'll probably recognize his story, who he and his roommate had two lady friends over, uh-huh. and uh, they had been perhaps consuming some giggle juice. Uh-huh. 
and decided that despite the fact that it was finals week, like late at night would be a good time to run throughout the hallway squirting each other with whipped cream. And this irritated the other students. So after they had consumed lots of giggle juice and then passed out, the other students decided to exact revenge. And they grabbed this fellow who was, as you are if you're having a whipped cream fight with two young ladies, naked. Okay. And they were going to duct tape him to the uh, statue on the Scripps College campus. And however, as they were carrying him, he began to regain consciousness. (laughs) And it was a long way to carry him. So they instead stopped and just duct taped him to a local railing on one of the other dorms. (laughs) (laughs) But that, that sculpture, I believe it was referred to as the zipper. And it made no sense, uh, as these sculptures apparently are required to do. So whether it be testicles or zippers, that's how you you sell sculpture to a college campus. They're very abstract. Yeah. In the old days, right, didn't they, you'd have it be something. Like, I think Mayor McCheese would be a great statue to have. (laughs) All right. Unlike other podcasts, Um, I have many notes under the sound section. Okay, let's hear them. Okay, you ready? So, first of all, they proved in this film why glass is a horrible (laughs) (laughs) texture or barrier, as it were. Material. Yeah, material for a sound booth. Because I can't believe that they didn't loop it. And maybe they were just being... So Ice Cube, coincidentally, has an office that looks like a large block of ice, (laughs) as they say. And... You can hear the acoustics are far worse. There's a lot of reverb right. in that because you have four, basically five walls because the ceiling. Right. They're um, horrible. Yeah. And I don't know if you noticed it, but I was just like, oh, my God, the sound is horrible. No, I didn't notice it because I can barely hear. But you would. So I think you could love them in addition to booming them. Or like you said, just loop it. They loop <laughs> stuff all the time. I know. I couldn't believe it, but it was just like, oh. Yeah. And then, okay, after his slam po- poetry, his his poetry wasn't good enough to deserve a mic drop. <laughs> that hurts all of us sound people. Oh, yeah. That's Don't just... drop the microphone. Uh, look, I'm not a sound person, and I slap somebody if I see him drop a mic. Uh, it just hurts my heart when people drop microphones. A good microphone is expensive, and it's a worthwhile, high-precision instrument. Yes. Leave it alone. Yes. Hand it nicely to the other person. Yes. <laughs> so there's something called the Wilhelm scream that, yes. that a lot of people know about. But if you don't know about it, I will add a fun link to a YouTube clip. It is used frequently. I, I should look up the origin. I'm trying to think if I know the origin. I thought it was a Western. I do believe it is from Western. And for some reason, it kind of got in the sound library and then people just started using it. And so in the film 22 Jump Street, they take this little golf cart that is a helmet of the football team and they are driving through the robotics lab. And when they do, you can hear the Wilhelm scream. And so it's just it's kind of a fun little thing whenever you're watching movies, you'll hear it. And so there's a clip on YouTube where they show all the different places in different movies that you can hear right. it. I think it's in most, if not all the Star Wars films. It's pretty It's pretty common. Yeah. you. Sometimes I, I hear it even. I'll go, oh, there was the Wilhelm scream. Yeah. So our oldest son is pretty good about um, hearing it too. 
Let's see. During the, when they're playing football, somebody yells out Omaha and you heard it. Uh. It's a reference to Peyton Manning. And it's one of the words that he would use as a pre-play audible. Right. Like in the last few years of his career, it became a joke. Like every play he would be yelling Omaha, <laughs> Omaha. Yeah. And no one knew why. Yeah. And I think it's just hilarious if, if it meant nothing and he just thought it'd be fun. Yeah. I liked when Jonah was repelling up the building <laughs> and they would cut to him and it would be silent and then they would cut to Channing and he would he would have some cool music. And so it just kind of highlighted and, and emphasized that Jonah was moving so slowly because he, he got no music at all. As I did that, I just realized... Channing Tatum as Jenko pretty much is Kronk from Emperor's New Groove. Yeah, same character. And lastly, I thought this was interesting. So apparently the filmmakers added a soft cough in the oh, back of the I, right channel. I love of, this. Of the sound mix in right before the Sony logo appears on screen, which I didn't hear it i read this too late and so i don't did you hear it when we were watching the film i read separately they said it was only in the theatrical oh, that's release right. okay so the reason it was only in the theaters you guys is because then people at sony freaked out and they told them that they can't add it to the blu-ray or, because if people are home alone and they <laughs> <laughs> and they hear some random cough behind yeah. them freak people out. it'll freak them out yeah but given these guys i'm surprised they didn't replace it with a fart <laughs> which would freak you out more a cough or a fart i think any noise that you don't well but the the, the fart is maybe the dog so you're like good yeah, damn it rover <laughs> What if you don't have a dog? Well, then you should have a dog and you deserve what you get. <laughs> okay. Do we have any head trauma? <laughs> yeah, we have. The the first, which is kind of fun, is at 7 minutes 28, Schmidt catches his foot in the cargo netting on top of the trailer and he falls oh. over the side. And I know the stunned person was fine, but man, that, that seemed painful. Yeah. Also, I, I listed when Jenko throws himself into the dorm bed. As he's doing that, I'm thinking, those beds are not that soft. And you hear a thunk and he, he clutches his head. And, and there's probably more, like, well, I don't know if it counts, like when, when Schmidt dives through the, the, the beer cans at the frat hazing. Does that <laughs> right. quite count as trauma? Well, then right after the cargo net, he took an I-beam to the chest. I mean, that... <laughs> Yes. That couldn't have felt great. Yeah, I, th I think that would in real life be fatal, but <laughs> there, I, I guess it's it's cool, right? Alrighty. Did we get a smoochie in this film? Smoochie, smoochie, smoochie. Do we have a romance? Kind of. Well, the thing is, Schmidt and Ice Cube's daughter, they bump uglies, <gasps> as, as it is maybe said in Tango and Cash. Right. Call back to the previous podcast. But I don't believe we see that. We uh, see the them waking up, and that is that. Uh-huh. But if somebody noticed, maybe they kissed before. I didn't I didn't notice it. Okay. Let's see. A driving review. We had the driving golf cart, but did we have we any did. other... Fun trivia about that. The golf cart used for the helmet golf cart is the same 
maker as the golf carts in the movie Tag, which we reviewed a few few episodes Look ago. Look at there. All this full circle that's happening yeah. for us. Um, so they have a 71 Chevy Camaro Z28, which gets, in theory, destroyed. Hopefully that was not the, the same car. That was just like a prop car. Right. There is a 2006 Lamborghini in there, and there is no way it wouldn't have caught the people if driven properly. Those things are wicked fast. But I think the gag was that Jonah Hill's character wasn't that good at driving. So it's okay. All right. Should we go to the numbers? Let's go to the numbers. All right. This movie had a budget of $50 million. It six times, almost almost six or over six and a half times that at a worldwide take of 331 million. It did 191 here in America, but then worldwide got 331 million dollars. So, so what kind of back end action do you think Lord and Miller had? Because that's a good film. <laughs> it's a pretty good. Uh, they can make a case for 23 Jump Street. I think. I actually, I would watch it. Yeah. No, I mean, if these guys did it, I think it'd be funny. And people agreed with you on IMDb. They got a 7 out of 10, which we know for IMDb is pretty good. Especially for comedy. Critics actually loved it more than the audience. They gave it 84% to the audience's 77%. So Okay, that boggles my mind because right? these are the same idiots that thought Armageddon time was good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And normally critics don't really like comedies. Yeah, yeah. So they loved it. This one is just under two hours at 152. It is rated R and it is listed as an action comedy crime film. It is a Columbia Pictures and Channing won Best Comedic Performance at the People's Choice Awards for Favorite Comedic Movie in 2015. Oh, so well, there you it's go. An award winning film. We watched it on Apple TV for $3.99. So if you want to remind yourself if you saw it before or watch it for the first time. Now, it, we kind of had a little <laughs> hiccup at the beginning because we we did kind of intend on watching 21 Jump Street well, first. No, but then I was confused when I saw when I saw that I had selected the sequel. But then you properly identified that it had the bromance. 21 Jump Street didn't have the same level of bromance. Because right. the bromance isn't between Jonah and Channing. It's no. between Channing and Wyatt Russell. Yeah. And it's, again, they kind of hang a lampshade on it that yeah. they treat it exactly like a rom-com. Uh, you know, they, they call it the meet cute right yeah. there. They're just telling us that. right. So that's why we, we chose this one. But I did have a moment where I was like, did I do this wrong? Should I have... Did they intend on 21? But you're right. It, it was for the bromance that we chose 22. 22. And I enjoyed it. I did. Even watching it a second time. And it's, again, it's much like the first if you're, it's purely a comedy. I, I don't know what, what other tags that IMDb puts on it, but it's just a comedy. It's silliness. It's right at my alley. So this is another one of those things, if you're ever concerned about, well, what kind of movies does he like? This is more my speed, right? Yeah. I'm not a drama guy. I don't enjoy them quite so much, even though I do like, you know, Mr. Holmes and some things. But this is just it's silly laughs. I love this kind of film. They should make more. This is your sweet spot. Yeah. Well, that finishes up our bromance month of movies. Next month, we are going to celebrate with all of our Jewish friends. And we are going to talk about all movies Hanukkah. Mazel tov. Yes. I'm so excited for this. And our first film will be An American Pickle. Ah, yes. With Seth 
Rogen? Yes, with Seth Rogen. We're doing two Seth Rogen movies. Okay, I want this to month. apologize in advance because I think there's zero percent chance that throughout an entire month of movies about Hanukkah that I don't ever slip into my Jewish impersonation. Yes, but you. I'm going to try. You grew up part time in a Jewish deli. Mm-hmm. You were confused for many people thought I was Jewish. You're Jewish. We love our Jewish friends. We totally do. And we are pro Jew. Oh, absolutely. Here, I'm 100 percent pro Jew. Yes, we <laughs> love Jewish people. Right, and not just because we were into the movies, but right. just always have been. So we did Christmas last year, and we wanted to make it even and fair and balanced. And we're doing Hanukkah movies the whole month of December, which is interesting because some people complain about the number of Jewish folk in Hollywood, but there really aren't as many Hanukkah movies to choose there from. There isn't. No, we need yeah. more. We do we need more, but we found four and we're going to talk about them. Right. And if you're a filmmaker, consider making a Hanukkah film. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And never forget. Dodges never stop and neither do the movies. Thanks for listening to Dodge Movie Podcast with Christy and Mike Dodge of Dodge Media Productions. To find out more about this podcast and what we do, go to dodgemediaproductions.com. Subscribe, share, leave a comment and tell us what we should watch next. Dodges never stop and neither do the movies. 